I'm Chloe Potter, and this is Vision Vibes. This story was originally broadcast on television as part of NHK World Japan's interview series, Direct Talk. Today's guest is at the forefront of a really inspirational phenomenon. When she found herself under pressure as a young mum, Rebecca Rockefeller set up a local group called Buy Nothing with her friend Liesel. It's a platform that helps people to pass on things they no longer need for free to others in their community. And it also allows people to ask for what they really need, even if that's just time or someone's company. As it grew, it became clear that this is about so much more than material objects. The Buy Nothing networks that are now running across the world don't just help the environment by giving goods a much longer life and reducing waste, they are also reconnecting people. Modern life can be isolating. Social media and acquiring more things both give us the illusion of fulfillment and of connection. You get the new outfit or the likes on your latest Instagram post, and it gives you a moment of warmth and endorphins. But then it's gone, and you're right back where you were, craving connection. Rebecca's platform takes that same technology but uses it to create real-life interactions that are giving meaning to people's lives. The stories she tells reveal people's kindness and generosity. It's heartwarming stuff. Here's narrator Sarah Fitzgerald. I'll meet you on the other side. A gift economy is attracting attention as an alternative system of economy. It's the antithesis of a monetary system, where you can give and receive goods and services for free. The Buy Nothing Project is a platform of a gift economy. Over 4 million people from 44 different countries are taking part. Rebecca and Liesl Clark launched the Buy Nothing Project in 2013. They are friends, both raising children that are about the same age. They live on the small island of Bainbridge in the U.S. state of Washington. Our mission with the Buy Nothing Project is to provide everyone around the world access to a gift economy where people can give and receive and share, lend and borrow anything at all that's legal with each other. And we want to do that in a way that empowers people to form really resilient connections with each other and sort of an, a network of, uh, we want a global network of gift economy communities. We asked the founder of the Buy Nothing Project, what would be the potential merits of a gift economy? One that prioritizes giving without seeking anything in return. Gift economy is one of the, it, I think it's probably the world's oldest economy. It's our oldest way of dealing with resources and distributing resources to a community. And it's one that doesn't rely on cash or market value. It's one that treats our resources the same way we treat resources within a family. 
it's not a charitable model where you're sort of saying you need just this. And so you get just that it's a model of abundance and a model of, um, just sort of joyful sharing where you say like, let's take care of each other. Rebecca keeps chickens and grows her own vegetables and flowers. What isn't consumed by her own family, she shares with the members of the Buy Nothing Project. Today, she decided to give away a bouquet of flowers. Items can be easily uploaded onto the Buy Nothing Project app, where various things are being offered. We've seen people give away cars, boats and houses even, um, vacations, (laughs) cheese and cracker snacks, old socks, mismatched, you know, um, you know, clothing with holes in it, chunks of concrete. Um, oh my goodness. I mean, literally almost any item you could go through your house and pick something up. And I guarantee you that someone has asked for it and someone has offered it within a buy nothing group somewhere. Rebecca and Liesl started the Buy Nothing Project after seeing a beautiful local beach littered with lots of plastic debris. In order to encourage people to buy less and to reduce plastic waste, they started having outdoor gatherings, sharing food and unused items. The local weekly event became very popular. In July 2013, they started a Facebook page called Buy Nothing Bainbridge. 300 people joined the group, and within a few hours, a gift economy started taking shape. One of our friends was joking around and kind of making fun of the two of us for starting this group and wanted to see, wanted to prove that it was a silly idea. And so they offered the um, spring from inside a toilet paper roll. And another person within five minutes said, oh, I need exactly that. Like the one thing I was missing, I was just about to get in my car and drive an hour to go buy this one silly little metal spring. And instead her neighbor had one that he was willing to give her for free. We also encourage people to offer gifts, what we call gifts of self. So that would be a service or anything that you can do sort of with your hands or your time. So people have helped each other with, you know, rides or fixing cars, fixing appliances, picking people up from the airport, teaching people a new skill, house cleaning. I mean, all sorts of things. So um, all of those are gifts as well. People lend and borrow goods and services on the Buy Nothing Project frequently. Renting goats to eat brushes and weeds is popular. Those with arachnophobia have even found people to give away spiders. The flexibility of the gift economy system is creating innovative humanitarian solutions to helping others with various problems. We had in our own community here on the island, there was a young woman who had a very severe eating disorder and it was very hard for her to um, eat and then sit still long enough for her body to digest her food. So she realized what she really needed um, was people to keep her company after she ate. So she asked in our group if people could come and play board games with her. 
She was like, just come and meet me in this cafe. I don't care what we play. Just come and play. And people lined up to do it. We had, she had, she was never alone once after she made this request, probably months that she did this and she started to gain weight. She got healthier again. Her hair started to grow back and we all got to witness this happen. It was literally like watching her come back to life. Here's the bouquet posted by Rebecca. Each Buy Nothing Project post is not just a list of what will be given, but can contain a small story about it. It also doesn't work on a first-come, first-served basis. Those who want something often write their reasons, and those who are giving get to choose whom their gifts go to. The very first reason that we started this to try to get people to, we wanted to use less and buy less new stuff. And we wanted other people to do that as well. And we really thought that story was what would change that. This is a real story. Someone actually gave a couch that way and said like, this belonged to my, my, my aunt. She was not a very nice person. She was very grouchy. She never let us sit on it. She was very careful with it. And every time I have it in my living room, all I can think about is her yelling at me. So I want to give this couch away to someone else who will enjoy it, who doesn't have my aunt's story in their head in the same way I do. And all these people were like, I would love that couch. And I would love that story in my living room. So this person got rid of this like nagging voice of her her aunt in her head and someone else had this couch with this hilarious story that they could tell everybody like, oh, you're sitting on the grouchy aunt couch. So it's that sort of story that suddenly makes this older couch way more valuable than a brand new one. Rebecca grew up in Bainbridge, Washington. She was influenced by her parents who were dedicated to environmental movements and social justice. Her grandmother was a Holocaust survivor from Europe and also taught her the wisdom of reusing things. She took on several jobs after college, including being a kayak guide, a jewelry designer, and a social media consultant. Now she's working at a nonprofit organization. When Rebecca started the Buy Nothing Project, she'd just become divorced and found herself raising her two young daughters as a single mother. I had suddenly no income and was by myself. And it was terrifying, but it was also very depressing because in the United States, we do have a little bit of assistance that's available to people who find themselves in situations like mine. And they make you feel like you're a leech on society for every penny that you're given. To get the food stamps, I have to go through this process that just makes me feel like I have no human worth left. And when we started the first by nothing group, I really wanted a way to give people things. I wanted a way to be valuable again to my community. So I wanted food for my kids, but I also wanted to give other people things so that I, there was a balance again. Rebecca's children were being raised while the family was on a journey of reducing consumption and decreasing plastic waste. They stopped buying balloons for birthday parties. Instead, they made flags out of upcycled fabric. These flags have been reused 
by other families, and they have become a popular sign of birthday parties in their neighborhood. Everyday essentials like plastic wrap can also be substituted by creating something at home without using plastic. Several reusable fabric wraps can be made, with beeswax sprinkled over each one of them and melted in an oven. Rebecca and her colleague Liesel provide us with seven steps to avoid buying. They are to give, to ask, to reuse and refuse, to reflect, to make and fix, to share, lend, and borrow, and to show gratitude with one another. These homemade food wraps can be washed and reused repeatedly. The Buy Nothing project has spread to more than 6,800 groups in 44 countries. However, there's still much trial and error. We have made plenty of mistakes all along the way, and I'm sure we will make plenty more. So what we try really hard to do is to come at this from a place of curiosity and open-mindedness and real dedication to our mission. Sometimes there were unexpected difficulties. The Buy Nothing Project sets up groups in various neighborhoods. However, past racism and segregation have hindered their initiatives in some places. Here in the United States, there are these things called red lines around neighborhoods that controlled um, sort of, you know, so that white people would have this section just for themselves and black people had to be over here. So although that is no longer legal, if you had been historically not allowed to live in that neighborhood and suddenly here's a group that's just for that neighborhood, it feels like discrimination. And it, and it is, a, you know, experienced as a form of discrimination. So we needed a more flexible structure that allows people to have this gift economy experience across all of their identities. Rebecca and her colleagues are working on a new app that allows users to get involved in their projects more easily. We'll be able to create a gift economy community that matches where we go. So if I just am at home and I never leave my house, I'll be able to connect with the people right around me that are easiest for me to get to. But if I traveled to Seattle every day to work, I would be able to connect with people where I work as well as people where I live. You know, just it's, it's a more fluid, personalized, buy nothing experience. COVID-19 started having an impact on public health in the spring of 2020. It limited person-to-person -person contact, yet the number of participants in the Buy Nothing Project have doubled in the last year and a half. We had so many people sending us messages saying, you have to shut this down. You have to stop. This isn't safe. And we kept saying, no, this is when we need each other the most. <laughs> like there are still ways where we can give and receive from each other safely. We don't need to meet in person six inches apart. We can drop things outside of doors. We had people offering online classes or playing music for each other or just checking in with each other offering like, I will call you every day and just talk for a little while so that we're combating that isolation that people were feeling. 
I think a capitalist economy might meet our need to have a pretty couch or our need to have a nice coat, <laughs> but it doesn't meet our real human core need, which I think is a need to live a life of meaning and to have um, importance to our community. Rebecca left us with these final words. Buy nothing, come for the free stuff, and stay for the community. It's the process that most people go through when they join this movement. <laughs> they come in because it's free gifts, but they end up realizing that what is going to keep them there is the community that they're building. There is something so delightfully simple about Rebecca's idea. Her networks essentially connect people who can help each other out. I find I am increasingly all about simplification. It's often where the answer lies. Rebecca and Liesl's success is also a reminder that great things can grow from tiny seeds. A reminder that we don't always have to accept the conventional way of doing things. If you want to change the way you live, or if you have an idea that you've been sitting on for a while, I hope this story leaves you feeling inspired to go ahead and give it a try. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. You can find the transcript as well as our other stories on the NHK World website. I'm Chloe Potter. Join us next time for more mind-expanding insights from inspiring people on Vision Vibes. <laughs>